If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's free. There's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Anchor will even distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more streaming platforms. You can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. That's anchor.fm. He got in the Southampton's minds by using all his subs and going down to the It scared them. Mm-hmm. It forced them forward. <laughs> Uh, they That's saw the nine genius. again. They saw nine again after a few days after conceding Manchester United, and they were petrified. Right, hello, and welcome back to the Off the Crossbar podcast with myself, Reagan Walsh, and as ever, my co-presenter, Bradley Morris. How are you on this chilly Monday afternoon, Brad? Tired on only six and a half hours sleep and watching a load of middle-aged blokes pick up a ball and run with it. Yeah, it was the Super Bowl last night, and that's why you're extremely tired. However, I'm wide awake and full of energy after a nice long nap, but... We don't care about how we're feeling. We've had a full weekend of fixtures in the Premier League. We've only one to go, which is between Leeds United and Crystal Palace, which is happening later on today, a day of recording for us too. But we have had a lot of talking points in both the men's and women's Premier League. But we'll obviously start with the men's Premier League and there's only one place to start. Now, you would think it'd be uh, between Manchester City and Liverpool, but we'll get onto that in a few minutes' time. Um... It was at Craven Cottage where Fulham played West Ham United in a game that finished 0-0. It wasn't the most of entertaining games, really. Forget the game, go to the incident. <laughs> However, the main talking point was that uh, in stoppage time, Thomas Suchek was sent off for West Ham United for an alleged foul uh, elbow on Alexander Mitrovic. However, uh, since the game the incident has been overturned and he won't face a ban and will be available for West Ham's upcoming fixtures from me for an initial like I didn't um before I saw the replays it did look like he did elbow Mitrovic but you can clearly tell after watching it on a few replays that there's no contact between them I mean you realize he wasn't even looking at Mitrovic when it happened Oh yeah, I know, I know, but it just it does. There's no intent in anything that he was trying to do. No, absolutely not any intent at all. But, uh, I couldn't understand Dean's decision to say because what it looks like from his view uh, is uh, he does look like he does go to out him, but. Um, it's obviously been rescinded since and um, this morning was reported by let me just get it up uh, Martin Ziegler that uh, death threats had been sent to uh, Mike Dean and his family over this past weekend and he has now asked not to be involved in any, any Premier League fixtures this weekend which is absolutely uh, disgraceful for everything to happen. Yes, he may have made the wrong decision and everyone may have been in a lot of turmoil about it, but the fact that he's received death threats 
because of it is absolutely fucking ridiculous to say in short. People really cannot fathom just taking football less seriously. Agreed. I worded that wrong, but people take it so far. It's just ridiculous at this point. Yeah. I mean, like, I was having this discussion earlier, um, but it's like people still get moaning about the 96 World Cup or the Maradona handball. These happened 40, 50, 60 years ago. Get over it. Like, people make mistakes. Everybody makes mistakes. It's human error. Like, there's no need to get that worked up about it. It's just... Like, I've had decisions in the past in Man United. I just think back to, I think it was 2012-2013 when Luis Nani was sent off in the Champions League against Real Madrid by uh, Cunha Sakia at the time. And it wasn't a red card because there was no uh, contact uh, by Nani. But like, I just got over it. And this, it's never came to my mind to think, oh, you know what, I'm going to send somebody for making a wrong decision in life because if that was the case you wouldn't get anywhere in life if you didn't agree with someone's decision you just you'd be spending your time too much as a keyboard warrior being uh, annoyed at simple things that you just know these people live sad lives yeah it's just ridiculous like yes you got the decision wrong right he would probably he'd come out and say okay i've got this decision wrong i can see where now looking back on it numerous of time and having an extended period of time hours and uh, like there's been a day in between the incident and us recording so where might Dean will have looked back on it and go okay made a mistake in his referee report he will write right i probably shouldn't have sent him off because i can see there's no malicious intent and there's no contact between Suchek and mitrovic he will know that he will make them he has made the mistake himself so he will get over it there's it's not like it cost West Ham any points or Fulham any points. It's uh, There's no need to get that riled up about it at all. But unfortunately, that is the world we live in where people just get riled up about anything in football nowadays. It's just ridiculous. Elsewhere in the Premier League this weekend, uh, there was obviously the top of the table clash between Liverpool and Manchester City in what was a very entertaining 4.30 kickoff for once from Sky Sports. We we spoke about it in our preview. Um, I was expecting it to be a dull game, but it certainly uh, didn't live up to our expectations and finally delivered a good game for once. You can thank Alison Becker for that one. <laughs> yes. Uh, so it was Pep Guardiola's side that ran out 4-1 winners. Ilkay Gundogan scoring a brace. Raheem Sterling and Phil Foden scoring as well. I mean, Gundogan should have had a hat-trick if he didn't absolutely sky his penalty. I mean, at least he joked by it afterwards. Yeah, it was a very good joke. Uh, it's, he wouldn't have been joking about it if it had cost his side at the three points. Uh, Mohamed Salah did score a penalty for Liverpool just after the hour mark, but we've got to talk about Alisson's mistakes. What on earth was he thinking? Oh, I don't think we'll ever know what he was exactly thinking. <laughs> but no, he, he was paying tribute to his favourite Liverpool goalkeeper. Larry's Carriers. No, Adrian. 
Yeah. I mean, you can't even explain it. They were just mistakes that shouldn't have happened. And for a team that's trying to defend a title, you don't defend like that or play like that because you're not going to retain your title or push forward and challenge other teams for a title if you're making stupid mistakes like that at the back. Yeah, it wasn't just that as well, though, was it? Because when you face a team that's in the position you aspire to be in, yeah, your was... your deficiencies just get found out even more. Their midfield is dead right now. Mm. Man City were missing arguably their two biggest players in Sergio Aguero and Kevin De Bruyne, and yet they still managed to uh, destroy that Liverpool team. I mean, they didn't even have Gabriel Jesus starting that game. He literally came on for the last 20 minutes, and they still were just poor, that Liverpool side. But like they were saying uh, on Sky afterwards, you can understand why it took Liverpool so long to win a title if they could, if they capitulated this badly after winning it. I mean, they're currently 10 points behind Manchester City, having played a game more than uh, Man City, and they're f- th- three points behind third place Leicester and five points behind Manchester United. So you got to say it's not really looking uh, too good for them at the minute, is it? It's over. Yeah, um, I know we've joked about it a few times about putting managers on fraud watch, but is Jurgen Klopp starting to creep onto this now? Realistically, he's not on it. <laughs> we're, we're just ignoring what happened last season there. Uh, no, no, he's he's creeping towards dangerous territory. I can imagine to be, you know, sparking at the report or whatever it was. Was it Jeff Shreves? Would have been Jeff Shreves, wasn't it? Yeah, he does the big games. Oh, I can forgive you again then. <laughs> well, uh, uh, yeah, not a good weekend for Jurgen Klopp's side. Uh, the other big game that took place over this weekend was on Saturday evening between Manchester United and Everton at Old Trafford, and it finished a 3-3. Edison Cavani, Bruno Fernandes and Scott McTominay with the goals for Laguna Solskjaer side was Abdullah Dekore, James Rodriguez and the 95th minute equaliser from Dominic Calvert-Lewin meant the points were shared at Old Trafford. Um, phenomenal strike from uh, Bruno Fernandes. Very Mana-Iwabuchi-esque, wasn't it? Clearly yes. inspired by Villa's favourite Japanese player. Yes, only five hours or so after she did it, which we'll get on to later on when we get into our women's football round. But yeah, it was a great strike from Bruno. But again, United defensively were just really poor. Especially um, for the Calvert-Lewin equaliser. They're just, the defending was woeful. It's not to say David Ayer back in his best. Mm. I mean, him and Maguire, it's it's so strange. They're either really good and world-class or they're fucking dreadful. There's no in-between and that's the consistency which I think is annoying United fans is there's no consistency between them I mean looking forward now five points between them and City 
I've got to say second is best that United can hope for, unless City do mistake. I'm not ruling United out of the title challenge. <laughs> but you got to say, at the minute, the second place is probably the best that they can get. They've just got to hope for a win in the FA Cup or do well in the Europa League. I'm pretty deep now, I think you win the FA Cup. Mm, could do. I mean, there's not really a lot of big teams left in any United, City, and then the winner of Spurs, Everton and Chelsea if they get through. So not really too much to go for. But yeah, I think United have to win something to start this little bit of a mod. But uh, point for Everton, I think they'll be very happy about that. Uh, they stay in seventh place on 37 points. However, they do have two point uh, two games in hand over the teams above them, uh, namely West Ham and Chelsea. Uh, speaking of Chelsea, they played yesterday and uh, evening, and they beat Sheffield United 2-1 thanks to a Jorginho penalty and Mason Mount goal, and Antonio Rudiger scored an own goal. Uh, to give Sheffield United the only goal of the game. Chelsea looking really well under Thomas Tuchel in these opening four or so games now. Well, they haven't lost, so that's the main positive mm. they can take from that. But uh, yeah, he'll still be sacked today, Mops. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, he didn't score uh, Team of Honor, but he did get an assist, which is a little bit of relief for him. But It's not what we like to say on this. It's all baby steps. Yep. Just take it in small strides and you never know. Against uh, Barnsley in the FA Cup, he might find his shooting boots again and uh, score in the FA Cup, which may be given the bit of confidence. Um, Sheffield United gone back to losing ways after winning the previous two games. They're now 12 points from safety having played a game more than Burnley who are the team just outside the relegation zone. That bottom three doesn't look like it's going to... Maybe their position, the bottom three will change, but I don't see that bottom three changing now. It does look pretty locked in that that one. Mm. No, even Newcastle, we were saying we're going to drop. It's not happening, is it? No, it's literally just this bottom three are the bottom three. It's just a matter of where uh, each side will finish. Uh, speaking on the other relegation side, West Bromwich Albion, they lost 2 0 to Tottenham Hotspur in the afternoon kickoff on Sunday. Harry Kane and his first game back from injury, and Hyung Min Sun with the goals. Surprising it was only 2 0 by Tottenham, considering how much they dominated the match. Yeah, there was a slight worry in this game because I know Sam Adolf gets his teams fired up for those big matches. Mm. But then he saw Harry Kane was playing and went, oh, fuck. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, this has been a dreadful start on uh, for life under Sam Allardyce. I mean, they just, I just, uh, I don't, there's, there's no help in them, is there? I think his relegation streak is going to end. Yeah, I mean, they've conceded more goals than anyone else in the league and have the third fewest amount of goals scored. Only Burnley and Sheffield United have scored less than them this season, which isn't any promising signs if you want to fight for survival at all. Also, they deserve to get relegated for that awful kit. It's just dreadful. 
Even McDonald's turned that down as their new uniform. <laughs> oh, it's horrible. I hope, hopefully next season we never have to see them in that kit again. I mean, we won't be seeing them a lot next season, obviously, if they stay in the position that they are. But that kit is just what for, and I never want to see it again. I like the championship. Yeah, oh, there's some great football. I mean, we've talked about it in the past. There were some great championship years, but I just never want to see that kit again. Elsewhere in the Premier League, uh, the other game that happened on Sunday was a 0-0 draw between Wolverhampton Wanderers and Leicester City. Um, felt very let down by that game. Yeah. Now they pretend to be on quite entertaining. <laughs> pouring 0-0. Uh, elsewhere on Saturday, Brighton and Burnley played out a 1-1 draw. Lewis Dunk scored for Brighton and Johan Goodmundsen scored for Sean Deitch's side. I think everyone was expecting that type of game to happen between those two sides. Uh, Newcastle beat Southampton 3-2. Joe Willock scored on his debut. Miguel Almiron uh, got a brace for Steve Bruce's side. And uh, the goal scorers for Southampton was Takumi Minamino on his Saints debut, and once again James Ward Prowse from a set piece. Though the Newcastle team did finish with was it nine men in the end because Jeff Hendrick got injured, and didn't they lose another player through to injury? Jeff Hendrick was sent off, and then they lost Fabian Shear to injury after they'd made their subs. Yeah. So. Uh, Masterpiece from Steve Bruce's what Steve I you Bruce were about to say. <laughs> uh, it's a good win so for he, them. But... So he, he got in the Southampton's minds by using all his subs and going down to men. It scared them. Mm. It forced them forward. Uh, they That's saw nine genius. again. They saw nine again after a few days after conceding nine to Man United and they were petrified. That's what it was. Mental it's, it's a bad run now for the Saints, considering they haven't won since beating uh, Liverpool the other week. Uh, well, not the other week, at the start of January. I mean, their results since they've lost 2 0 to Leicester, 3 1 to Arsenal, 1 0 to your Aston Villa, 9 0 to Manchester United, and now 3 2 defeat to Newcastle. I mean, it's not looking good for Ralph Hassan Hootel's side at the minute. I'd say it's a bad patch. Mm. They got through before, they could do it again. Yeah, definitely. And the only other game that we haven't talked about was the, um, not the evening game, the early game on Saturday uh, between Aston Villa and Arsenal. And it took two minutes for the Villa to score the only goal of the game, Ollie Watkins with it after a not impressive debut by Matt Ryan. So. I actually think he did all right. It's all the same as at the end he was making. Yeah, it was the end of the game, but not it wasn't the start. His, that wasn't his fault, that goal. Mm. I can't really say I was watching the Aston Villa women game, so I can't really speak too much on that. I mean, you're still saying lovely strikes in that one. <laughs> yes. Um, so, happy with the three points there, are you? Oh, the side of you on about. oh yeah, oh yeah. <laughs> but... Uh, <laughs> We've done the double over Arsenal for the first time since 92 93. So, when the Premier League was first incepted, then? Mm. That wasn't a bad season either. 
Um, so having a look at the table, Man City and Man United remain first and second. Leicester in third, Liverpool in fourth, Chelsea just outside uh, behind Liverpool by points. West Ham on the same amount of points as Chelsea. Everton, Spurs, Aston Villa and Arsenal make up the top 10, which is crazy because if the table stays the way it is, there won't be a London side in the Champions League next year, which I think would be the first time in about 12 years. How wonderful it would be. Yes. But I mean, it's still it's a... save the table. Villa win their two games in hand. We're in the top four. Mm. And that could also mean no London team in Europe at all next season, unless one of them wins the... Uh... I don't worry, Chelsea are going to be in the Europa League. Europa League, yes. Um, and then, like we said, at the foot of the table, Sheffield United, West Brom and Fulham are the three teams at the bottom, which is no surprise. Right, on to our predictions league now. Uh, we had six games. Not a good week for myself, but you had a very decent week, you got to say. The comeback is on. <laughs> um, so, Brighton, Burnley, I predicted 1-0, you predicted a 1-1 draw, and obviously... You got that spot on, so that's three points to you. Newcastle versus Southampton, we both predicted 2-1 to the Saints, so we were both wrong there. What did I say? Predicts Newcastle? Yeah. And really, it's literally because I, I convinced you not to pick Newcastle, and that's why you uh, decided to go with the Saints, so you should have stuck with your gut there. Don't listen to your advice. <laughs> Manchester City, Liverpool, we both get uh, two points because Predicted City win, but not uh, the scoreline. Then over in Did Spain, win or you had a draw. No, I went one nil in the end. We both went with one nil. I think I had gone for an entertaining game, and then I realised it was the late kickoff on Sky, and that's why I went one nil in the end. But it turned out to be wrong. Over in Spain, we went uh, both for Barcelona to win. I went with three one. You went with uh, two one. It finished three two to Barcelona. In the end, uh, very lucky because they were drawing until the 87th minute when uh, Trincao scored the winner. Uh, over in France, we went for a thumping by PSG, the pair of us, but turned out not to be the case as they only won 2-0 against Marseille. Uh, Mauro Riccardi and Kylian Mbappe scoring the goals. But Marseille did finish with 10 men after Dimitri Payet was sent off in the 90th minute. And the final game between Fenerbahce and Galatasaray. Uh, I went for a Fenerbahce win. You went for a, a draw and it turned out to be Galatasaray that won 1-0 thanks to a goal from Mustafa Mohamed shortly after the break. So uh, looking into, before we get on to our predictions later on in the week, you're on 59 points and I'm on 83. So you're slowly but surely closing the gap. Just got to hope I have a better weekend this weekend coming up. Yeah, nobody's hoping on that one. I am, obviously. Right, elsewhere in European football, uh, over in Spain, Real Madrid were lucky to beat Huesca thanks to uh, Rafael Varane Brace and to give uh, Zidane side the win there. Sevilla beat Hatafe 3 0 
uh, what was a comfortable game for them. Uh, Valencia played out a 1-1 draw with Athletic Club Bilbao. Real Sociedad put four past Cadiz and uh, table toppers Atletico Madrid are yet to play. They play Celta Vigo, who are in 11th later on today, day of recording. Over in the Bundesliga now, Bayern Munich beat Hertha Berlin 1-0 on Friday. Kingsley Kerman scored the only goal of the game there. Bayern have now travelled over to Qatar to play in the Club World Cup, which is two months later than it should have been. Bayer Leverkusen beat Stuttgart 5-2. Damari Grace scored on his debut and goals from uh, Leon Bailey, Florian Wirtz and a Kerim Derim by Brace uh, secured the points for Leverkusen there. Wolfsburg beat Augsburg 2-0. Uh, Riddle, Baku and Wout Weghorst with the goals for Wolfsburg. Uh, Leipzig beat Schalke 3-0, no surprise there. Willemus Orban, Marcel Sabitzer and Nordi Mukieli with the goals for Leipzig and the big surprise was Freiburg beating Borussia Dortmund 2-1 over the weekend. Yusuf Makoko scored for Dortmund and, however, Jonathan Schmidt and Jungwoo Young scored their goals for Freiburg. And finally, over in Italy, on Friday, Inter Milan beat Fiorentina 2-0. Goals from... Even Perisic and Nicolo Barella gave Antonio Conte's side the win. Elsewhere in Italy on Saturday, Atalanta played an entertaining 3-3 draw with Torino. Juventus beat Roma 2-0. A Cristiano Ronaldo 13th minute goal and a own goal by Roger Ibanez sealed the th- uh, three points for Andrea Perlo's side. And Genoa beat Napoli 2-1 and AC Milan continued their incredible season with a 4-0-1 over Crotone. Goals uh, from Ante Rebic scoring a brace and Slatan Ibrahimovic also scoring a brace for Milan. Uh, that is all the European football wrapped up. I don't think I've missed anything. Anything else big happen over the weekend in European football? Not that I've been aware of. Action-wise... Um, there was a bit of news regarding uh, Ajax goalkeeper Andre Onana, which came out on Friday, I believe it was. It may be. But it's um, still shocking. Yes. So, uh, Onana has been banned by FIFA for 12 months from all footballing activity for uh, testing positive for a banned substance, which an incident occurred back in October. Um, I think it was he wasn't feeling too well and he took a aspirin of some sort and there was something in that which wasn't uh, or isn't allowed to uh, take place in the footballing it's, world. It's funny looking tablets. <laughs> so uh, it's a really... Aspirin. No, no, Andre, that's ecstasy. Can't know that. <laughs> <laughs> So it's been a really bad uh, week for them after they forgot to include uh, Sebastian Haller in their Europa League squad and now they've got their main goalkeeper banned for the next 12 months. It's not really been a positive week for Ajax. Um, I do you believe that is... You're not, you're not in Dutch. What's shit in, in Dutch? Uh, no, I don't know what it is actually. I haven't learned that. But 
Right, we're now on to uh, the women's football roundup, and what a weekend it was in the WSL. I mean, if you thought the Premier League uh, threw up some big surprises, the WSL can absolutely top that. So, on Saturday, Aston Villa beat Tottenham 1-0, thanks to a wonderful goal from Mana Iwabuchi. Like we said, it's the exact same as Bruno Fernandes, but obviously scored earlier on in the day, and... Great for Marcus Bigno's side uh, to move them. Your following my manner. <laughs> yes, uh, moves Villa up to tenth place following results elsewhere in the WSL. Uh, yesterday, Reading beat Manchester United two 0 thanks to headers from Natasha Harding and Danielle Carter in the space of two minutes of each other to hand Manchester United their first home defeat in the league in over a year, which is a great result for Kelly Chambers' side. Elsewhere, Everton and Birmingham City played out a 1-1 draw. Daniel Tanner and Jamie Lee Napier with the goals for each side. West Ham played out a very entertaining 1-1 draw with Bristol City at the Chigwell construction uh, stadium. Emily Van Egmond, an own goal after seven minutes, put Bristol City 1-0 up and then shortly after half-time, Katarina Sikpiva equalised for West Ham. And then in the big game of the weekend, Manchester City beat Arsenal 2-1. Ellen White and Lauren Hemp scored for Manchester City, whilst Caitlin Ford scored for Arsenal. The result means that uh, City are now closing in on Man United and Chelsea, based on how they did, and Ellen White is now the all-time top goal scorer in WSL history with 55 goals after being level with Viviana Miedema on 54. And speaking of Chelsea, they lost to Brighton 2-1, Aileen Whelan and Megan Connolly with the goals for Brighton after Sam Kerr scored for Chelsea, handing Chelsea their first home defeat in over two years and their first defeat in the league in 32 games so that was definitely a turn up for the box there elsewhere in women's football there was a game on in the frauen bundesliga on friday between wolfsburg versus tabina potsdam in what can only be described as snowball fight conditions i mean i sent you the picture on friday as it happened and i mean just a blizzard small blizzard i mean i don't think i've ever seen football played in that bad conditions and obviously american football aka the hand egg uh, i have but uh soccer or football you've never seen it played in that way they usually get postponed <laughs> and uh in uh spain barcelona continued their winning ways with a 2-0 win and real madrid uh they deserve a shout out for their win on saturday as well they won 3-1 against valencia and it was a three minute hat trick by kosovare asalani uh in the second half which it was a phenomenal feat and that leaves real madrid in third place um england and now did we talk about the england fixtures on the previous show i can't remember now i don't remember but we might have well, if we didn't, uh, they announced they've got fixtures against uh, Northern Ireland in a few weeks' time and then Canada in April uh, before the end of the season. And there is uh, midweek fixtures 
to look forward to in the WSL. Uh, two big ones on Wednesday evening, Chelsea play Arsenal in what has to be a must-win game for Arsenal if they want to make the top three and potentially get into the Champions League next season. And then on Friday evening, it's the Manchester derby between Manchester United and Manchester City uh, at the City Academy Stadium at 7 o'clock, which will be available to watch on BT Sport 2. And we also, on Wednesday, have another derby between Birmingham City and Aston Villa at the SwartzNation.bet Stadium in Solly Hall and that is available to watch on the FA player so a lot of good fixtures to look forward to this coming week on Wednesday that Wednesday Friday and there's the one game on Sunday between Reading and Everton um all right that's the football roundup anything else that we've missed or is that the lot for this week it's a lot in terms of news well I wanted to talk to you about the amazing pin camera yesterday which was this was the exchange between Sean Dosh and John McGinn from the last game a couple of weeks ago mm-hmm. between Burnley and Villa. So as I have retweeted on the off the crossbar Twitter at off TC pod, the exchange went something like this: something happened to McGinn and a Burnley player. I think Dosh said something. Mm. So that McGinn clocks it. And just says, just tells him in Scottish accent, very thick Scottish accent. If you know John McGinn, <laughs> just 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 shut up. That's <laughs> Sean Dodge. And just, Sean Dodge just replies, "Oh, what? You've been in the Premier League for a season, and you think you're proper big time, do you?" And then he goes, "Your team have been in the league for, or you've you've been in the league well, for six years, and you're still wearing the shit coat." You've got the last week. Which yeah. was always in the home. The full line was, you've been in the Premier League for six seasons and you're still wearing that same shit coat, you big prick. Which <laughs> is absolutely uh, hilarious to hear a comment between uh, them two. Um, right. That is all the news. Um, it's another short Monday, but... It's another short Monday. Although we, there was a lot of talking points in the Premier League. And at the WSL elsewhere, there hasn't really been a lot of other news. Um, we will be back uh, later on this week to uh, preview the weekend's fixtures. And I have just remembered, we did say, and I we nearly forgot to talk about uh, it's the FA Cup this midweek. Does anyone care uh, at the moment? <laughs> not really. I mean, we've got games Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday. Just to quickly go through it. Uh, Tuesday, Burnley play Bournemouth at half five, whilst Manchester United play West Ham at half past seven. Then Wednesday, Swansea play Manchester City, Sheffield United, Bristol City, Leicester City versus Brighton and Hove Albion, Everton versus Tottenham. And then on Thursday, Wolves play Southampton and Barnsley play Chelsea. Uh, like we said, not a lot really to talk about in the FA Cup turns, but... I'm glad it's uh, midweek rather than uh, ruin the weekend because I'm getting bored of the FA Cup now. Really, right? Uh, we will be back later on this week to preview all the upcoming weekend's fixtures and any talking points that happen throughout the week. And however, at least this time next week when we're reviewing the games, we can have a look forward to the Champions League, which will finally be back. But until uh, Thursday. 
enjoy the rest of your week wherever you are and uh, we'll catch you soon don't forget to like comment and subscribe and why not check out another episode as well uh, past your monday afternoon or whatever day you're listening to us because we're recording afternoon. until then it's goodbye from me and goodbye from brad i'm off to invest in cryptocurrency <laughs> until then we'll see you soon